What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Second Wind Leadership Podcast. This is your host, James. Listen, the Second Wind Leadership Podcast is all about helping the everyday leader renew their faith, their hope, uh, even their joy and their leadership. We've been talking about this year, just trying to uh, talk about how to navigate all of uh, just getting healthy, mental health, emotional health, spiritual health. And this episode was this bonus episode that wasn't even supposed to happen. I was having a conversation with my guest from last time, Pastor Tim McCain. And as we're talking, uh, we realized that there was still more to say. And he starts giving us really this uh, insight into how we can be more authentic, really growing in our emotional, spiritual health and our relational health. And so I want you guys to tune into that episode. But before you do, could you go ahead over to jameswilsonjr.com, sign up for my newsletter, sign up to get more information about everything we're doing. And while you're there, Go ahead and listen to the podcast, but also uh, rate, review the podcast, share it with others if it's beneficial to you. I just want to make sure that we can get this information out to as many people as possible. I've been grateful for the time that we've had so far. Um, the, the feedback I've gotten via text and email has been really, really cool. Thank you guys for staying up with us. And so go ahead over to uh, iTunes or wherever you're listening to it, rate, review it, um, and share the episode, but also sign up for uh, my newsletter and a free gift over at jameswilsonjr.com. So family, without further ado, I want to dive right into this bonus episode uh, with Pastor Tim McCain on authenticity. We finished out the episode, and as we're finishing out the episode, uh, Pastor Tim and I, we got into a a really in-depth conversation, and what it was was really this idea of authenticity. Um, Authenticity for me, I remember having this moment where you invited me out to speak uh, in Vegas. Yeah, the MVP conference. First time I was ever in Vegas, um, you had me speak to these leaders, uh, these business leaders, small business leaders, and... I'm there, and I remember the introduction. It was, hey, y'all, this is Pastor James. And I was just like, man, I felt at home. For the first time, here I was a speaker, but I was also respected, not just as a pastor, but they trusted my voice even for their businesses. That was impressive. So fast forward to that moment um, I share with you that I was at another conference that was more of like college professionals. And I probably had a little more in common with them than I did with the business professionals. But when I got up on stage, I actually did not I didn't feel the license to share, hey, I'm a pastor. Here's what I do. In fact, I was trying to dance around things. So I gave essentially the same talk. Um, I'm thinking that I'm bringing the same energy, the same uh, effort. But when I got to that particular spot, uh, when I got off the stage at this second conference, I left thinking like, get me out of here fast. Um, Even nobody ever called me back. And I was thankful because it was like, Something was off. And as you and I were just talking, what I realized is that I had really struggled with being authentic and and it cued a conversation for us because one of the things that even as we recorded this podcast, I've noticed your authenticity that you, hey, I'm a business leader, um, sold businesses, made money, lost money. I'm a pastor. I'm a husband. um, You know, I'm a father. I'm this. And you're unapologetic about it. Right. Well, James, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't always like that. Mm. And uh, you know, he left out the the part that you know I'm a convict. Yes. Yes. I'm a drug addict. <laughs> right. So I don't think you lead ever 
Like, I've never walked up and say, hi, my name is Tim McCain. Uh, I used to be addicted to cocaine and, and shy heroin. And, you know, did, you know, I did, I don't, I don't lead with it, mm-hmm. but, um, I don't shy away from it now. I used to, for 20 years, I ran from it. Mm-hmm. So in the business world, you know, I used to grow my hair out a little bit longer. I got it, though you guys can't see me. I have a tattoo on the back of my head. I got tattoos up and down my arms. Mm-hmm. I used to wear a buttoned up shirt so you couldn't see my neck tattoo. Um, I would try to uh, be non-authentic, actually, um, in a in a strange. This this will make somebody laugh, I'm sure. <laughs> but I uh, I like old school rap music. I grew up on hip hop. Yeah. Um, I would listen to country music, mm. which I which I really don't like. But now, actually, I do like it now because I listen to it so much. But I would listen to some country music to learn how to talk mm. so that I didn't have a, a hood accent or, mm. you know, uh, that uh, yeah. is being real right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, but that, so I went out of my way to be non-authentic, mm. right? Um, because I didn't think I'd be accepted. And then a friend of mine came home from prison and we were talking and uh, he had done 28 years. Yeah. Um, he was my cell. Yeah. That's a whole nother story, but he was this, this guy absolutely adore another you know, a great moment. We talked in the last one about, you know, Brian and I got sober together yeah. in prison yeah. and decided to make a, a difference in our lives. And he wow. didn't know if he was going to go home. Fantastic dude. Mm. Um, you should interview him one time. Yeah, I think he would be great. Yeah. Um, however, Brian and I were talking and we were talking about another friend of ours who had been home for like 12 years. And he said, you know, he never told even his wife or his kids he'd been to prison. And that hit me between the eyes that I've been ducking and dodging that mm. and not being real with people. Mm. Right. And and I talk about relationships. I talk about friendships. I talk about, but authenticity has to come with all that. Right. Mm. So you have to take me how I am and I have to accept you how you are. Yeah. Right. Um, so I stopped being inauthentic at that moment mm. and I just started just saying it. Mm. And to, to my surprise, People accepted that. In fact, um, people would honor that. Yeah. You know, and they honored the authenticity, like you were talking about at MVP, yeah. where people honored that you felt, you know, respected and cherished yeah. and honored. Yeah. Um, when we're real with each other and real with the people around us, that, you know, people, people respond to that. Man, I'll never forget getting on the plane to go home. And I remember being in the airport and telling Ashley, I have never felt so alive. Uh, I, I remember wow. leaving, leaving that con- I, I legitimately here I'm in Vegas, never been. And there's stories about Vegas here. I'm speaking to these business leaders. I'm doing all these things. And I'm just like, man, I never felt so alive because, and I don't know, you know, as I think about authenticity, because it was the first time where it's like, yes, I do. I do lead this. And yes, I'm an organizational leader. Yes. I, I run this or I'm trying to start this, but I'm also a pastor. Like, and primarily I, this is what I do. And, and I'm a husband, I'm a father. And it was, I always talk about it as it was one of those spaces in my life where my inner world and my outer world collided Yeah, and it felt good. Yeah. Yeah. Man. So, I think it, I think it, it does feel good when yeah. it's like that. Yeah. And it feels good when you, when you, again, you don't lead with, um, Hey, I'm a pastor or lead with, Hey, I'm a, you lead with the situation you're in. Right. Mm. And then, um, but that's just a part of uh, who you are. You know what I mean? Um, like, again, I don't walk up and say, my name's Tim McCain. I used to be in prison. Like yeah. I, I don't do that. Yeah. Um, unless I'm talking to convicts. Mm. 
You know, if I'm talking to a convict, I'm a lead with that. That's and then brilliant. I'm a, oh, by the way, I'm a pastor. Um, on authenticity, I had to another shout out to my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife, she uh, grew up with, with a family full of atheists. Yeah. Um, and she herself was one uh, for a lot of years. Um, she accepted Christ and she was bold about it. Bolder than I would have been in the same, because she's authentic. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a person that I'm going to look to. When we're talking about being real or keeping it real or authenticity, yeah. April keeps it real. Yeah. You know, yeah. so so I look to April at those for those those type of moments. But yeah. and you too, you always keep it real. And yeah. everybody that we that we deal with, you know, and we it, it's a beautiful thing when that happens. Um I'm interested more in the stories that you heard about Las Vegas before you went, because oh, <laughs> <laughs> you said it was crazy. I never had those crazy stories in Las Vegas, Jay. I do know that you were shocked. <laughs> when I went down to the hotel room, I mean, I went to go pick you up when you when you arrived. I met you at the uh, yeah. at the hotel counter. Yes. yes. Anyways, that's it. I that's, said, "Well, this, what you is, said, what man, this place." Yeah. It was, I think it, it was came to Babylon. One, it maybe one o'clock in the morning, it something was. like that. But hey, Vegas is a really scary place at one a.m. Dude, it was. I, I'll never forget, homeboy. I was on the. I think I was in a um, an Uber or, or a taxi. I think you said, "Hey, it's better to just take the taxi." So I got in. This is actually my first time driving in a taxi. Um, I've done Ubers, but first time driving in a taxi. First time going to Vegas. And I see homeboy walking on the side of the street. And he's literally, he's up one minute. The next minute, he's literally falling down. In the middle of the street. Like, so yeah. I, it was... It was mind like I grew up in Philly and I've seen some stuff like I'm watch I remember being on the subway or going to get on the train and seeing people talk to themselves and fights happening. But in Vegas, I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what is going on? Being here? a people person and a and a watcher of people. Yeah. I love Las Vegas, but probably for like two days, man. Gotcha. Two gotcha, days gotcha. Is, two days enough. You were there the proper amount of time yeah. <laughs> to feel good on your way home. <laughs> it was good, man. I think, you know, you brought up something and I'll just to, for the sake of conversation, you know, back to the authenticity piece. You know, one of the things that you've been instrumental for me, and I'm not even sure if I shared it in Vegas, but you've been instrumental for me and even how I approach my messages or how I approach uh, different aspects of my life. One of the things that you said when we first met, you you and Brian, as you talked about, said, you know, this dude, he's a good guy. I'll never forget this. Man, he's a good guy, but there's something there's something underneath there. there there's something man. that he's got to deal with. Yeah. And, and honestly, man, it, it's been a journey for me over the last few years that I've experienced so much freedom from. Right. Um, and the journey was, uh, you, you mentioned... And I won't dive into all the details here, but the idea of having daddy issues, yeah. um, having a, a, a father who's an ex-con, and having a dad who who really uh, made some terrible decisions um, as I grew up, and some decisions that were abusive to family members, right. and for a season of my life, um, I, I actually, especially when I became a pastor and come into even Freedom Life, I started to avoid sharing that, right? Because right? I was like, yeah. Well, I'm in a new role. People don't need to hear this. Uh, it's probably not that important. And then when I met you, you were like, every time we would talk, you're like, well, no, no, let's let's pull it out. I'm, I'm an ex god. I'm a don't think like tell me more. And I'm like, all right, well, I gotta, you know, <laughs> so I gotta go into it. That's funny that you mentioned. I was thinking about the uh, thinking about doing this podcast last night when I was laying in bed. Yeah. Um, and I thought about that interaction that I first had with you. I remember it. 
um, in the old building. And when I first like met you, met you, we had talked on the phone, but met you, met you, and we're in the conference room. Yeah, me and Brian were like afterwards talking about all the people that were at the church, yeah. that all the staff members that, you know, and yeah, this person's cool, this person. And Brian's like, I really like James. I said, I do too. And both of us had that feeling that you were holding something back. Mm. And after um, I got to know you better and, and hear your story, but you only gave your story to people that were real close That's to true. you. That's true. But I think your story is so powerful, man, that you could reach the other people that have had similar experiences and we talked about it openly like and thank you thank you for even saying that you know yeah. um but yeah your story impresses me like yeah. you're phenomenal man and just I being you that. just being you i appreciate it no i think i think that honestly man your 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 friendship um has helped me do that you know you you seriously and and i and i'm saying this to give you your flowers while you're here it, it your friendship has helped me get clear on who i am and who I'm not, um, and to, to be clear on, it's okay. You brought it up in the last, the last uh, kind of segment or episode was you wanting even to help people of color, help them realize that it's okay to be successful. And so here I am, a guy who grew up with a lot of daddy issues, um, a lot of things where it's like, man, I could, I could never do this. And every time we've talked, you, you're the guy that's like, no, try that. Go for it. Scared money don't make money. Like, just go for it. He says, you know, <laughs> why, let's try to invest this. Or why don't you go after this? I mean, you and I wound up building this, this school of ministry together. And it was, it was this, this, um, partnership that for me, your friendship has stretched me in a space where it's helped me be more authentic. So now when I do get on stage, I actually don't. I don't feel the reserve of sharing uh, my life story because I'm actually thinking about you. I'm thinking about, man, Tim, what would Tim do in this situation? How would he respond to this? And because I, my goal is to be authentic. And I often felt at times like, man, I maybe my story is not good enough. Maybe it's not healthy enough. But for you, it's like even hearing that, man, your story is valuable. Um, I just wanted to I wanted you to know how much you've not only impacted my life, but impacted my family and impacted my, you know, my ministry, my career. Man. Like again, just being able to, you've pushed me. I would, I would dare say that you're one of the reasons I started this podcast because in the back of my mind, I'm thinking of you and how, you know, what we would dream about together and how you would push me and say, go for it, well, go for it, go I, for it. So <laughs> it's like, well, thank you. We you, are, make, you make me cry again, but um, thank you for that. Yeah, and I, I accept those, those mm. flowers and, um, it's mutual. Yeah. It's mutual. You've pushed me just as much, um, if not more, mm. than I than I pushed you. We we push each other. That's what healthy friendships and relationships are about. That's you good, know, man. um, is everybody pushing and and it ain't all it you know, <laughs> giggles and rainbows and um, we've had we've had our moments. <laughs> I'm thinking about the time where you and I, well, you were talking about we were like. We were going back and forth about something. You, and you always tell it better than I do. Uh, well, no, we were talking. I, th I, th I think I know what you're talking about. Um, I had just moved out here. And yeah. we were talking about who had it worse. Right. Is what right, right, I right, mean, right, we right. were actually in this real weird space where we were on the phone. And we had some struggles with the school of ministry at yeah, the time. Yeah. And we started um, debating mm. on who was having the worst you know, who, who was putting in more, yeah. Um, yeah. which was very unhealthy. It was. And, and, and I remember you said something like, you said, well, I'm giving up my time. And I said, I moved my family across the country. 
And so we are like trying to one up each other. Right. right. And uh, very unhealthy. And um, me being uh, more unhealthy than you, I said, just pull up then. <laughs> the ex con come on. I said, pull up. <laughs> and, and I hung up the phone. <laughs> and it was like 10 minutes went by. And I hear, knock on the door. I look out the window. It was James. He pulled up on me. Um, but he, luckily, he was pulling up on love. And, 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 and we didn't take it no farther. But I, you know what, man? I think to, <laughs> it's silly. But this, that was a turning point for our friendship. It was. I think that that was because that was that moment of authenticity yeah. where it's like, all right, cool. I see him as, you know, we have a few turning points too, where it's like, Hey, that's, you know, we're, we're working together as friends and, and the mentor. And then that shifted our relationship it was like, nah, this, I respect him. Well, I really, I, for me, I was like, okay, I like this guy. So, uh, and that, that's a moment for me too. Yeah. So up until that point, um, you were my spiritual mentor. Mm-hmm. I came, uh, through, the mentorship and the apprenticeship and I had gone, you know, through a couple of different pastors and, yeah. and gotten, you know, my time with each one and with Pastor Freddie and with Pastor Kyle mm-hmm. and uh Chuck and Brianna. Everybody had had played into it a little bit. Yeah. But then I got assigned to you. So you were my my spiritual mentor for the end of it. Mm-hmm. And um then it, it did shift. Our relationship shifted yeah. to where you were, and you still are my spiritual mentor. I'm not, right. you know, you're, you're, um, I'm not taking that part of it yeah, away, but right. some other stuff got added to yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I had respect you on that level, but I had to learn t- to deal how we were going to deal with each other. And, and, uh, again, it boils down to like you're talking about being authentic. And at that moment, um, it's probably as real as you can get to yeah. grown men <laughs> who are supposed to be men of God saying, pull up, right? <laughs> Um, <laughs> and I made sure, like I literally was like, no, nah. drop to this dude's he house. Said, okay. like, I know exactly where. He yeah, was. he showed up. He showed up to my surprise. <laughs> um, I was like, "There's no way that's gonna be the end oh, of that." I'm, I was actually sitting there thinking, like, I'm gonna have to call him back now, say I'm sorry. <laughs> and you showed up at the door, and, yeah, and we went to lunch after that. We I think, but it was it was a turning point, yeah. and um, it's been a turning point, and yeah, um, I I do respect you, and yeah. um. And I, man, this podcast and the things you're doing, James, um, you know, giving you some flowers real oh, quick, uh, it's phenomenal. And mm-hmm. the, way, the way I see you raising your children and your mm-hmm. marriage and the way you, know, you don't tell anybody, but you're one of the best uh, <laughs> pat preachers we got, we got in the building. Um Y'all want to hear a good one? Go listen to one of uh, nah, Pastor bro. James. We got phenomenal preachers. We do. We have all <laughs> phenomenal preachers, but he's up there. <laughs> He's up there. Appreciate it, man. <laughs> um, but anyhow, you you you've encouraged me to stretch Thank you, and um, just uh, living life again authentically. So mm-hmm. that's that's a trip that that we had got off the mic, and then we started talking about being authentic. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, keeping it real. This is, a, I mean, it's just a bonus episode for y'all. So it's really the structure was out the window, but in, in the vein of authenticity, tell them, <laughs> kid, tell tell the the folks your your favorite song. My favorite, song. your favorite song. You you've been one of your favorite songs. Like who who do you listen to when you're getting ready to go to? Oh, well, I listen to Ice Cube. That's right. <laughs> I listen to Ice Cube. Um, actually, you want to hear something crazy that yeah. happened to me the, the other day with this? So um, 
I do. I listen to Cube all the time. I listen to NWA. I grew up on it. It actually, and I had told myself this for years, um, it reminded me of who I was and where I came from. And it used to set the stage. I'd listen to it before I go to sales meetings. Mm. Um, I'd listen to, in particular, uh, Wicked um, mm. by Cube, you know. And, and anyways, I would listen to some of that or some Compton's Most Wanted. <laughs> um, one time, Gaffled Them Up was the song I would listen to. And it would remind me where I came from. So I go into these business meetings and I would, I didn't have anything else to stand on. You know, the mm-hmm. last episode or last podcast or whatever, however you throw this out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I talked about having the, the God muscle being built up, right? Yeah. I didn't have that yet. So mm-hmm. I would go into business and I'd go into these meetings and I'd feel less than because these men had all been, um, they'd gone to, uh, uh, Warden or, or, yeah. or some other, yeah. you know, Duke yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And I hadn't. Yeah. I hadn't gone. I dropped out of school in eighth grade. Mm. So I would feel less than, but I'd go, man, if I could, like, I grew up here with this, you know, I'm from Sacramento. I went to prison. I did. If I could deal with that, then what's this boardroom meeting going to be? Yeah. So that, that music would help remind me. So, but now it's flipped. So I, and you don't know this, but this just flipped last week. Um, there's a time and a place for, for all that type of stuff. But I had gotten to a spot where I'm in the gym. I was in the gym the other day. Mm. I'm working out. I was listening to Compton's Most Wanted. Um, this dude was staring at me. I started getting aggressive and like, I was feeling weird. Uh, I came back. I called Freddie. I said, man, I'm ready to fight, man. He was like, why? And so we started talking about it. But, um, so now I'm on his tip of listening to, uh, uh, Christian rap, man. Yeah. But not the, the bubblegum. I still don't like bubblegum music. Yeah. So who you listen to? Uh, well, Lecrae, Lecrae. Andy Minio, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, uh, the dude, uh, man, I forgot his name, but he sings once. Triply. Triply. Yeah, Triply. All that stuff is good. And then um, Andrew Jenkins mm-hmm. and um, Fellowship mm-hmm. Chicago. Mm-hmm. There's uh, some of the gospel music that I'm starting to, okay. to fall into. Um, I'm still listening to Cube every once in a while, man, because I, I, I love him. But but for real, it's like that, that shifted in me. Yeah. That's funny that, yeah. that you mentioned that, because that just happened. to. And Freddie was like, well, what were you listening to? It was weird that he said mm-hmm. that, because I was like, and I was listening to rap. You know, he's mm. like, well, I'm not going to be a hypocrite. There's good, you know, da, da, da. Yeah, but yeah. Um, yeah, I put myself, and I'm actually navigating that right now on um, what we put in. Like, that's something that I'm I'm really tripping on is like, I won't watch the news because I don't want bad stuff, but I'll listen to, you know, a drive-by shooting, mm. you know, um, and wow. I think two thoughts about it, but I won't watch the news because the news is bad yeah, for you. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So. Those um, we die I'm tr- on. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to navigate that right now. That's um, real, man. But I, I get pumped up, so I need pump up music. So I got you. I yeah. got you. Yeah, no, you brought up a subject, but some some folks I heard someone say recently the idea that there is um you know, there's nature, there's nurture, but then there's also choice. Um, so that we are there's ways that we grow up. Um, there are certain things that nurture us as we grow up and form us, but then there's also this space of choice. Um, and so one of the things that you and I are always talking about too, that we laugh about, and this will be it, but the idea of authenticity, but also the responsibility of being authentic, right? Because everybody can shoot off and everybody can speak up about, yeah, this is my spot. This is who I am. Yada, yada, yada. 
But then there's also responsibility that goes along with that for us, yeah. calling out the authenticity of saying, well, I'm a pastor, right? Uh, you're a pastor and a business leader. Now there's an increased responsibility. Yeah. Talk more about that. Yeah, no. Um, well, there's a thing. I don't, you remember the Dave Chappelle skit when keeping it real goes wrong? Oh, gosh. I, I, it's so, so, I mean, that, I mean that, 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 it's a comedy sketch. Yes, and there's, yes. Um, I remember it. Yeah. But, but however, there's truth to that, mm-hmm. right? So he you does can, that well, too. You can right? be too real. Right, you can be too, and and so sometimes you got to hold your tongue. We were talking about that mm. earlier. Other times, you you have to say what you got to say, and you got to stand where you got to stand. Mm. And you're right, that's a heavy responsibility, and mm. it's something that that um, as a pastor, I absolutely don't take lightly. Yeah, um, our words hold weight to yep. people. Yep. Um, as a as a business leader, my words hold hold weight. Mm. You know. Um, as a staff member at FLC, my words hold weight. Mm-hmm. So I can't be flippant yeah. about that. So yeah. you, so when you're keeping it real and you're being authentic, you better be all the way, you know, you know what you're getting into. Um, and again, getting back to the Bible, the Bible said we're going to be held to a different standard. You know, when you, when you are going to be a prophet, a teacher, a pastor, you know, um, you have to try to live up to that as much as you can. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, Keep it real with limits, I guess. Keep it real with limits. Yeah, I mean, that's that's another conversation. The idea that limits are required for living, like so, freedom comes with responsibility, right? You know, it's not just the idea of oh, I'm I'm free now. Yeah, you are free, but you're also now having to do this. Right. You're having to do that. You're you know, even in the Christian world, we sing the songs. I'm no longer a slave to sin. Cool, you're no longer a slave to sin. So what do you do with your life now? There's yeah. this freedom, but it also has this responsibility. Right. I can't just do everything that, you know, I think it was Paul that talks about, you know, everything is permissible, but not everything's beneficial. Right. So right. any last words, man? I know we. this is the second time we've closed, but this was you know, a good, a bonus episode. In my third closing. What? <laughs> um, what, what, anything that you, you want to head out on authenticity or anything we talk about? Yeah, no, this, this has been a fantastic time for me. And thank you for having me uh, on the podcast. And again, if anybody wants to reach me, you can reach me and uh, hit me up, Tim at phonelinks.com. I'll be happy to talk to you. Yeah. Um, all about relationships, love, and, mm-hmm. and now keeping it real. Keeping it real. <laughs> Well, listen, man, y'all, y'all got an opportunity to get exposed to one of my best friends, uh, Tim McCain, a really, really phenomenal dude, phenomenal leader, phenomenal pastor, but uh, more importantly, a really, really good friend. And so I think that uh, if you guys want to stay connected, stay connected with him. He gave you information. Um, if you want to get connected with me, jameswilsonjr.com. I would love for you to get connected with me. Stay up to date. Uh, subscribe to this podcast so you'll get some bonus episodes and all that other stuff, but also do some rating and review. Tell me that. Tell me how this is helpful, if it is. And if not, tell me what we need to change so we can make sure that it's helpful for you. Um, we designed this podcast, Second Wind Leadership Podcast, to be for the everyday leader, the everyday leader to renew their hope, um, to renew their mind, soul, and their heart for leadership. That's what it's geared towards. And I want to really have an intentional focus of us doing that this year. So thank you guys. Um, love you. And look forward to the next episode.